Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Father Daniel Weiske, Deacon Dan Goshi. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what does it mean to die with dignity? We hear this phrase, dying with dignity, but in a true sense of the word, what does dignity mean? What beauty exists behind it? And that's what we're about to find out as we're joined by Father Ed Anderson, a priest of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, currently residing at Avera Prince of Peace Assisted Living. Good morning. Good morning, Father Ed. Good morning there, Father. Well, let's start with the first question. Uh, What does it mean truly to die with dignity? What might you say about that today? Well, dignity, first of all, means love and respect. The, the word does. And, uh, and so we should always treat someone who is dying with love and respect. But also, uh, dying with dignity implies that we are made in the image and likeness of God, and not to do anything that we wouldn't do to our Father. And uh, so we are all made in God's image and likeness. And so we should treat whoever is dying in the dying process with the love and respect that we would show toward God our Father. And... Uh, and, uh, and, and do everything we can to make their dying uh, process uh, not only occur, but also keep them comfortable and, and close to, to our Lord, if at all possible. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about keeping them comfortable and close to our Lord. Uh, sometimes people will say, well, you know, if we really want to make someone comfortable, shouldn't we let them do what they would like? You know, could we perhaps just help them to, to end their life? Uh, more quickly. Now, as Catholics, we certainly would not support that path, but uh, can you say more about why, why we would not do that, this, this thing called euthanasia, um, assisted suicide, um, even though it may cause and arguably bring comfort to someone, why would we not do that? Well, euthanasia, as you mentioned, is uh, a form of assisted suicide, and it, it can be uh, done several ways. It could be done to a person who is still taking medicine by mouth to take an excessively large dose of medication, usually barbiturates, to make them sleep and stop breathing until their heart stops beating. And probably more commonly, if they have an intravenous in place, uh, medications are given through the IV uh, to, uh, first of all, put them to sleep, uh, such as barbiturates and uh, or propofol, which is another medication, and uh, also medication to stop their breathing and uh, uh by paralysis and uh, and also stop the heartbeat by giving heart medications that would stop the heartbeat. And so this is how that is done. And uh, uh, the the reason for it is that, that our bodies are, as I said, created an image and likeness of God, and uh, we are to allow ourselves to die naturally. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that we have to allow somebody to die in pain. We can give somebody pain medication uh, to prevent their pain or to minimize their pain as they are in the dying process, even realizing that this may cause a, uh, uh, their, their death uh, to occur more quickly because of their not breathing as rapidly. But it's important to keep them as comfortable as possible in the dying process. And that's, that's the, the most important thing. Right. So like the earlier death is a side effect of the pain treatment. It's not the goal or the direct effect of that treatment. It's not the direct effect, yeah. Right. How would you say uh, euthanasia does take away from dying with true dignity? Well, it's there. There's no. Um, there. There's no. First of all, um, we're not treating someone as uh, as we would treat our Lord. Uh, we are treating you by euthanasia. 
We are treating them as we would treat animals, for example, who are put to, who are euthanized when they are put to sleep. And uh, so the, the respect uh, that we should have for the body of another, the love and respect that we should have, we're not showing them that by euthanasia, by the act of tr- the taking of their life. You know, as you live in a facility with uh, people that are aging and you know, approaching toward the end of their life, maybe not a nursing home, but assisted living, some people that need care and, and help with some daily tasks. Uh, have you seen any examples you'd highlight of ways that we can help someone to uh, enter that stage of life with dignity? I think so. First of all, let me say uh, the facility where I live is actually a retirement community, so it has okay. independent living, assisted living, long-term care, rehab, and hospice for the dying. Mm. And, uh, and and so uh, that's the nice thing about being here is that people can be with other individuals who are like them and, uh, and have uh, uh, talks and discussions with them. But the important thing I think that we can do uh, for people who are older is, first of all, to love and respect them, number one, to love and respect them, uh, talk with them, to give them um, uh, comfort when possible, and also to be available to them so they are not lonely. One of the things that older uh, individuals sometimes get into is is uh, living by themselves. They are lonely. Now, this is the advantage of living here where I am because uh, they are in communication often with other uh, with other uh, people who are living in the same situation. But I, I think showing them the love and respect, uh, asking for their advice, asking for uh, their opinion about different things, and, uh, and just showing them that you care is, is a way of, uh, of uh, helping them uh, to be better people as they, as they get older, and especially as they're dying, too. And once again, thank you, everyone, for listening to Real Presence Live. Father Daniel Weiske with Deacon Dan Goshi, with our guest, Father Ed Anderson uh, from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, speaking about the topic of euthanasia and dying with true dignity. Uh, so, Father Ed, as you're in that um, Avera community, um, would you say that uh, there are ways that we, maybe certain kind of questions or, or ways that um, topics we can bring up with people that, that have been helpful and, and helping them to feel cared for and uh, remembering their dignity? I mean, you know, like asking well. stories from their youth or... Oh sure, especially you know you know if if we have any particular problems that that need uh, you know we can always relate our lives to theirs you know bringing you know asking them for questions that can help us to be better people as well how did they handle certain situations and so forth in their past and uh, what advice do they have for us as they are older and we are younger and uh, so what advice do they have for each of us and uh, and and it's important to uh, not. I'll not make them feel alone or not wanted. You know, to invite them uh, to uh, to invite them into uh, whatever it is that uh, uh, we are doing. You know, to make them feel wanted or needed. That's important as well. Right. And Pope Francis has often talked about how a sign of the health of a community is how we care for our elderly and care for our youth. And so learning from the wisdom of our elders is, is a sign of our real spiritual health uh, and a sign of of wisdom beginning in our lives, trying to learn from those who have that experience, rich experience of life. Um, well, would there be a message that you'd like to leave with our listeners this morning, you know, in terms of cherishing our older generation? If you, 
Any last words? Well, first of all, spend time with them, uh, talk with them, show them you care about them, and uh, be available for them, and especially if they're lonely or if they need help to get to the doctor or whatever. And then the last thing I would just mention is to, if you have a relative who is older, uh, to become a, offer them to become a surrogate to help them make medical decisions at the end of their life should they not be available to do so on their own. Very good. Well, Father Ed, I want to thank you so much for being our guest today and uh, for this insight. I know when I was watching my father die in his last uh, hours, you know, there was a a certain kind of desire on my part to to make this happen more quickly, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can see that that people would would, uh, have a hard time in those last moments to... To, uh, to make, you know, the right decisions in the right frame of mind. Sure. So it's good to have these things worked out ahead of time. You Father Ed, thank you so much. Appreciate having you with us. You're quite welcome. All right. God bless. God bless you. All right. So coming up next, what is at the heart of God's design for marriage? That's where we're gonna, what we're going to explore next. We're going to sit down with Jim Kenyon of uh, Catholic Social Services in Rapid City. So do stay with us uh, here at Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd. And uh, I'm Father... I'm Father... (laughs) I'm with Father Daniel Weiske. I'm Deacon Dan Goshi, and we'll be back shortly. (laughs) 